First Peter 3, 9 in the New Living Translation says this. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you a blessing for it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this time in your word. Lord, we ask that you would have your way the rest of this night, just as you've had it already, Father, in these, these next moments together. We just ask that you would uh, give us great understanding of your word, great revelation of your word. Lord, help me as I present your word. Lord, that we would be open. I bind up all distraction, all, all discouragement, all confusion. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over the service. In Jesus' name, I bind every plan of the enemy. We cancel it right now. In Jesus' name, and I thank you that your word does not go back to your void, but it goes out and accomplishes exactly what you set it forth to do. May your will be done through your word and through this time. Lord, give us the grace, the strength to go and live it out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I've been reading through First Samuel uh, uh, these last couple of weeks, reading through the, the, uh, about Samuel being a little boy and in the life of David and the life of Saul. And as I was reading uh, the life of David and, and, and Saul, uh, I thought about this scripture and, and, and what I'm going to get to in a little bit, just kind of setting the groundwork as I saw some stuff played out and I had seen it before. And, and, and David and Saul's life, I, I begin, the Lord began to show me something new. And he took me to the scripture in 1 Peter 3, 9 about not repaying evil for evil uh, and not to retaliate, but to pay people back with a blessing. You know, we see this scripture. I, I just love, let me say this. I love how in the Bible you have a, a New Testament scripture, but you see it played out or lived out in the life of an Old Testament story. You know what I'm talking about? I've said this a few times, but for those of y'all that may be new or whatnot, you know, Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians. He says, everything that happened in the New Old Testament is a shadow or it's a type for us living in the New Covenant, in the New Testament. So like this, when you see, don't repay evil for evil, but pay people back with a blessing. A lot of times, most of the time, you can look and there's an Old Testament story. How many of y'all love stories? There's an Old Testament story that that plays it out. You can see details where there's characters, there's there's a plot almost, there's a climax, there's a good ending, sometimes there's a bad ending. I, I was telling, I, I told some stories of the, the last three chapters of Judges last night um, in in uh, in the men's meeting, and I know for some men that have never read it, we're like, what? That's in the Bible? It's like, yeah, it is. Some crazy, some crazy stuff happened, but it, there was a, there's a point for everything. So we see First Peter three nine played out in the life of David. So I want to tell a, a a few stories to lay the groundwork as we dive into it. And, and with those stories, I don't have time as I was praying and preparing. I was thinking, well, I don't have time to read all these verses. So I'm going to give you an overview of, of, of this played out in David's life uh, with three different accounts. And then we're going to go back into it. And I'm, I'm going to take some scriptures out and highlight them. So most of us are familiar with uh, King David and King Saul. King Saul was the, the king of Israel before David. David started coming up as a mighty man of God, a mighty warrior. The Bible says they, uh, King Saul got jealous of David. And his jealousy became so intense that he tried to kill David. He started out trying to kill him. One of the things that David was doing was serving King Saul. Saul was the king of all Israel. And David would come in and he'd play his harp. And he, would, he was a worshiper. He was a shepherd in the field. He'd play his harp. The Bible says that Saul had a tormenting spirit, a demonic spirit. And when David would come and play, you know, it would, it would, it would leave him. Well, as he began to get jealous and, and, and mad, one, one of the time it started at David, 
David's in there playing in the palace. Saul throws a spear at him, tries to kill him a couple of times, and David escapes. David escapes from the palace. That wasn't enough. David's in his home, already married one of Saul's daughters. Saul sent men to kill David in their home. David's wife helped David, uh, set up an idol and some sheep uh, hair, made it look like it was David. David got away. He continued to pursue David. Saul not only tried to kill him in the palace, in his own home, but continued to pursue him all through the the land, all through the the wilderness. He was out to kill him. He told him he was going to kill him. He told Jonathan, his son, that he was out to kill David. David was on the run and knew that Saul was trying to kill him. Saul, uh, David had two opportunities we see in 1 Samuel to repay Saul. David could have took Saul's life. There was one time where David and his men were on the run and they were hidden out, hiding out in the cave. And they went in the cave, they were hiding, taking refuge. Well, Saul and his men were pursuing David. And it just so happened that Saul went off, the Bible says, to relieve himself. He went and used the bathroom in this certain cave. And it just so happened to be the same cave that David and his men in. David's men encouraged him and said, hey, this is your chance, man. The Lord's putting Saul right in your lap. You can go up behind him and end it right here. But David said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to repay him. I'm not going to stretch out my hand and kill Saul. Even though he's trying to kill me, I'm not going to do that. A couple chapters later, he has another opportunity. Saul's still going after David. They're in another part of the country, in the land. And it says that Saul and his men camped out. Well, Saul and his men camped out and he fell asleep. So David and one of his key men snuck into the camp. And Saul and his, his right-hand man, Abner, right there sleeping. And, and his man... Told, told David again, or his, his right-hand man told David, let me kill him this time. I can take my spear, put it through his head, one thrust, that's all it's going to take. David said, no, we're not going to do this. I'm not going to stretch out my hand against the king. This is God's anointed. I, so what he was saying is I'm not going to repay him evil for good. We'll see some word for word what he says. So I, I've read that before. I, I've taught on that before. I, I, you know, I thought, man, that's, that's first, first Peter 3, 9 played out. But what I noticed as I was reading through this again recently was that in between those two stories, There's another story where there was a man that did David wrong. There was a man named Nabal that did him him wrong. As they were fleeing from Saul, they went through and they was in this man's property at a time and he had all these sheep and goats and David and his men never stole anything from this man. Actually, the Bible says he even protected all his property. And so as David and them were traveling back through, he said, hey, listen, our men are coming through. We're hungry. We're tired. Can you supply us with some food and maybe some supplies? And this guy, Nabal, said... Who's David? No, I'm not. There's a lot of knuckleheads, basically, he said, that run away from their masters. I'm not going to supply any food or anything for, for you and your men. Basically, get out of here. I'm just paraphrasing. And, you know, David had the opportunity again to say, I'm not going to do anything. But I noticed something as I was reading. This time he didn't. This time David actually said, you know what? When he got the message that this guy is not going to help me out, he told his men, grab your swords. And I promise you, this man and all his men are going to be dead by tomorrow morning. So in in between these two, David was ready to repay evil for evil. But this man's wife named Abigail, Nabal's wife, Abigail, caught word of it. She caught wind of it. Servants came to Abigail and said, hey, listen, your husband is a fool. That's what his name means in in Hebrew is a fool. Your husband's acting a fool. He's not trying to help David. David and his men are on their way over here right now to kill all of us. Uh, You know what? She didn't tell him that. Uh, The servant told Abigail that. So Abigail 
rounds up some food, goes out to meet David, gets in front of him, says, listen, I'm sorry. I take the blame for my husband being stupid, basically. Please, you know, here's the food. You know, the, the, the Lord doesn't want you to do this. You're going to be the king of Israel. We know that. You don't want to have blood stained on your hands. Here you go. And David praises the Lord, which we're going to read in a minute, and says, you know what? The Lord sent you to, to, to prevent me from shedding blood. So here we see three instances where David was done wrong, and in two of them, he made the right choice. and one of them, he didn't, but the Lord still kept him. Where somebody was doing evil to him where he didn't deserve it, he chose to not repay evil. And one time when he decided to, the Lord intervened and didn't allow him to. So, so I want to encourage you tonight through this, we see this command, because it's a command. Even in the New Testament, I noticed the Ten Commandments that were given to Moses, but you know, there's commands in the New Testament, right? Like this is very clear. I know, I know Stuart agrees with that. It's very clear not to repay evil for evil. It says, don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you a blessing. So I, I want to look at four things what I call the payoff for making the right payback. The name of this message tonight is payback. You know, we, when someone does something to you, you're going to pay them back some kind of way. You say, well, no, I'm just not going to do nothing. Well, even if you ignore that person, in a sense, you're paying them back. You're, you're gonna, there is going to be some kind of response when someone hurts you, when someone insults you, when someone lies about you, when someone accuses you. There is gonna be, there's going to be some type of response from you. And tonight I want to encourage you to have the right payback, to pay that person back a blessing instead of evil. And we're going to look at the payoff for doing that. Number one is that when we pay back good instead for evil, pay back a blessing, the first thing, it fulfills a calling that God has in our life. It fulfills a calling. It says it right here in 1 Peter 3, 9. It says, don't pay back evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do. See, most people or a lot of people, many people wonder, man, what has God called me to do? What is my calling? What is my purpose here on the earth? Well, you know what? There is many things that God called us to do. This is one of them. And this is an important one. We'll talk about some of the reasons why. Is that, you know what, I, I mean, I can ask, everybody could raise their hand probably. How many of us have, have been hurt in here? Somebody did us wrong, have, have, have hurt us, right? Every, everybody, and if you can't raise your hand, just wait a few days or a few weeks, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to do you wrong, right? Somebody is going to hurt you. There's no way we can go through this life and be like, no, man, it's been perfect. Nobody, everybody's been a blessing. It's been, you know, just roses and peaches and cream, you know? somebody's going to insult you, somebody's going to hurt you, somebody's going to do you wrong. You, some of y'all, that might have happened to you today. You might have had a Saul in your life today, at work, at home. It might be your spouse, it might be a, a co-worker, it could have been your boss, it could have been a, an employee, an employer, somebody could have done you wrong. How are we going to respond to it? God has called us to pay back evil with a blessing. It's just like, it's a kingdom principle. It's just like if you want to gain your life, what you have to do? You have to lose it. So it's the same thing. Somebody does you wrong, bless you, brother. Bless you, sister. That's the hardest thing to do because we want to put another word in, in front instead of bless you sometime when people do us wrong, right? Right? I'm not saying you do, but that's, you know, I appreciate y'all admitting that. Some of y'all, y'all honest. Come on, Miss Claire. I appreciate it. It's true. We want, we, we. 
Our natural tendency, our sinful tendency is not what Jesus said, to turn the other cheek. No. It's like I might turn the other cheek because I'm cocking back to hit you back. That may be the only reason I'm turning my cheek, right? That's, that's, That's our human nature. That's our evil tendency is to do that. But you know what? What Peter's saying is, listen, we're born again. We're not the same people. That, you, you know, if I've an eye, two foot two, that's all Old Testament. That's, you know, that's not the way, you know, we're supposed to operate anymore. And, and this is a command, y'all. This is a calling. You have a calling on your life, and it's to pay back good for evil. So if you ever wonder, man, what's God calling me to do? This is one of them right here. Tonight, if you get anything else tonight, you figured out one of your callings. Right here in the scriptures, you can see what God calls you to do. And again, we're able to live out this calling sometimes on a regular basis because of how people respond to us or act to us or what people do to us. You know, I believe one of the reasons that God has called us to do this is because it keeps our hearts right before the Lord. It keeps our hearts right. You know, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why David didn't try to kill Saul. Because the Bible refers to David as a man after God's own heart. And I believe one of the reasons why he didn't was because he wanted to keep his heart right. Listen, even when he was going to repay Nabal, like I said, and, and, and he had the wrong intention, and, and, and the guy's wife, Abigail, stopped him. Listen to what he said. Listen to this. 1 Samuel 25, 32 and 35. I'm going to start pulling some, some scriptures out of the stories I just told you. David replied to Abigail, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to meet me today. Thank God for your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murder and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands. For I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, that if you had not hurried out to meet me, not one of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow. Then David accepted her present and told her, return home in peace. I have heard what you said. We will not kill your husband. See, I believe if David would have carried out this murder, it would have begun to harden his heart. When you, when you carry out vengeance... When you carry out wrath, when you repay somebody, I'm going to get that person back. I want to hurt that person. I want to make them feel the pain they made me feel. And even worse, there's no way you can stay in a sort of like, and I have compassion for that person. Those two don't don't go parallel. When you got vengeance, because that's of the enemy. That's of the enemy. And even, you can still hear the anger in his heart like, praise the Lord. He starts praising God. I thank you because I was about to tear you up. You know, you heard how he went back to that. He's like, because you know, I swear by the Lord, if you wouldn't have came, I'm tell- you could tell he was still fuming. But he realized, you know what? It was the Lord that intervened. Out of those three stories, that was the one where he was making, he was on his horses. You could pick with the swords. The Bible says they were on their way. And, and Abigail and her servants came and cut him off. One of the reasons why it's a command, because we need to keep our hearts right. David was a man after God's own heart. And I believe that the Lord sent Abigail to intervene so he would keep his heart right. And and it says it in there that, you know, uh, I'm not not sure if I'm going to read that scripture later, that he didn't, so his hands wouldn't be uh, full of blood. And she said, so you, you, you won't have this blemish almost against your record before you even become the king of Israel. And David was known as the greatest king of Israel of all time. So number one, whenever we give back, pay back the right way, a blessing, it fulfills a calling in our life. Amen? Number two, you receive the blessings of obedience. 
You receive the blessings of obedience. We always teach our children here at the school, here in, in, uh, in, in children's church, that, you know, obedience brings blessings. They give out the obedience award, right? The obedience award, right, Lon and Ashley? They get, you give out the obedience award. Obedience brings blessings. We teach that. That's a biblical principle. Listen, I want to read 1 Peter 3, 9 out of the Amplified because it breaks down what some of the blessings and, and what some of the evil is. The insults are. The Amplified breaks it down. First Peter 3, 9 says this. Never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Listen. Scalding, tongue lashing, berating. Anybody's ever done this to you? Have you ever done that to anybody? But on the contrary, blessing. So don't, don't do this. Blessing instead, which is what? Pray for their welfare, their happiness, their protection, and truly pitying and loving them. See, that's the key. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of evil. That's how you replay it, by loving people, praying for them. For know that this, you have been called, and that you may yourselves inherit a blessing. So if we give the blessing, we'll inherit it, which may be the same thing from God, that you may obtain a blessing as heirs, bringing welfare and happiness and protection upon yourself see this is a command and if we're obedient to it and and walk this out in the power of the holy spirit by the grace of god we will receive a blessing we will receive you know reward grace upon our own life grace upon our own life listen to what saul told david the first time david spared saul's life first samuel 24 19 it says who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? Like Saul was bewildered, like, dude, you had me, like, I was using the bathroom in a dark cave and you were behind me. And you could have, he said, who else would do this? So he was even like, this is crazy. May the Lord reward you well for your kindness you have shown me today. Even Saul, Saul knew his life was spared. He said, man, you paid me back, you know, with, with good and spared my life. Man, may the Lord reward you and bless you. Then listen what David said. Even the second time he spared Saul's life, David even says this, 1 Samuel 26, 23. The Lord gives his own reward for doing good and for being loyal. And I refuse to keep, kill you even when the Lord placed you in my power, for you are the Lord's anointed. Now may the Lord value my life even as I have valued yours today. May he rescue me from all my troubles. And then again, listen, Saul blesses him. Again, Saul says this. In the very next verse, 1 Samuel 26, 25, he says, And Saul said to David, Blessings on you, my son. You will do many heroic deeds, and you will surely succeed. I just, I just noticed something. This is interesting. The whole reason Saul was going after David to kill him, because he was jealous, because he knew he was going to be the next king. And, you know, they said that Saul, that the ladies were singing, Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. And, but now as he's seeing David not retaliating the way he did, he blesses him and says, you know what? I see why you're going to be king now. You're going to do many heroic deeds. And it wasn't because, like, he was so crafty in battle. It goes back to the heart again. Because he saw David's heart. It's like, man, if you, if you can spare my life not once but twice, I can see why God's making you king now. I'm paraphrasing, but this is what Saul's saying. Like, man, may the Lord bless you because, you know what? You will do many heroic deeds and be successful. See, Again, the payoff is that we get blessed for our obedience. Romans 2, 6 says this, for God will reward each of us according to what we have done. It's much better to hold back evil and not try to repay that person because we're going to get repaid by the Lord for holding off. 
And that's what we got to see. In the, in the minute we're hot, we're heated, we're ready to retaliate, we're ready to pay back. But it, we got to realize that if we bless that person instead, if we pray for that person, if we love on that person, there's going to be rewards coming back our way. And I just had this thought, what it might be, because maybe, just maybe, there might be some times where we might do some evil to somebody else. Just maybe, just a thought. We might be ugly, nasty, or hurt somebody's feeling. I mean, it might not happen, but you are human. I am human. It could very well happen, right? And if we've been repaying evil for good, you know, when we mess up, maybe we'll get good repaid back to us. Just a thought. Number three. I love this. Number three is one of the payoffs is that it's a way that we conquer evil. It's a way that we overcome evil. And it says it straight in Romans 12, 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Some translations say don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, when we respond in the right way to people that hurt us and that are ugly to us and that insult us and lie about us, and, but that's not even true. They're saying all kinds of stuff that's not even true. It doesn't matter. We have an opportunity to overcome evil. We have an opportunity to distinguish, to basically strip evil of its power. Because when we come back in an evil way, when we, quote, fight fire with fire, we're fueling that fire of evil. But when we respond in the right way, in a Christ-like way, in a Holy Ghost way, guess what? We're stripping it of its power. The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. You notice when you're in an argument or two people are arguing, they get louder and louder and louder. But when you don't say anything at all, or just like, okay, I understand. I'm sorry you feel that way. Eventually, they're going to look like a fool, and they're going to feel like a fool. If they keep on yelling and hollering and all that, okay, I understand. Okay, all right, okay, all right. And you just continue to, you know, calm them down. A soft answer turns away wrath. But listen, we can conquer evil by our kindness. Listen, David conquered Saul with kindness, not with his sword. This is awesome. David conquered Saul with kindness. 1 Samuel 24, 17 and 20. And, and he, being Saul, and he said to David, uh-oh, technical problems. Kelly, pray for your boy. And he said to David, <laughs> he's looking at me like, that's why I don't preach off an iPad, brother. And he said to David, you are a better man than I am, for you have, listen, this is straight from Peter here thousands of years before. You are a better man than I am, for you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me today, for when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else, again, will let their enemies get away when he had them in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. Again, David's living out 1 Peter 3, 9, thousands of years before. Saul said, you've repaid me good for evil. He killed him with kindness is what he did. You've been amazingly kind to me. Amazingly kind. That's the way you conquer evil, with kindness. Not trying to be evil, not trying to outdo evil, but you kill them with kindness. Amen? And the fourth and final thing, and this is a trust thing, and this is awesome. This is releases us. The fourth thing is that, you know, it leaves it in the Lord's hands. When we don't repay evil for evil, when we don't try to get revenge on somebody, it leaves it in the Lord's hands. Romans 12, 17 through 20 says this, Never 
Never. You know what the Hebrew word for never means? Never. Or the Greek word, should I say. It means never, ever, ever. That's what the Greek word means. Never pay back evil with more evil. You see, and even there, if you stop there, don't pay back evil with some more evil. Because you see, God knows our intention. If somebody does evil to us, we're going to give them even more back. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never, there's that word again, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Never, ever, ever, ever take revenge. Leave it in the Lord's hands. You see, I think sometimes we take revenge like, yeah, but the Lord ain't going to do nothing. Oh, yeah, he will. He will. He might not, like, come down and divinely, like, send, you know, Michael down in all, you know, powerful angel format and do something crazy. But, you see, the Lord's already set this kingdom principle into place, and it's operating throughout the earth, and it's the principle of reaping and sowing. You will reap what you sow. And it says, leave it to the righteous anger. First of all, God is way more just than we are. He can repay people back way better than we can. But you know what? At the same time, God is righteous and he's merciful. See, if we start repaying people, we'll probably try to get after them, get them bad, get them good. You know, we leave it up to the Lord. That's up to him what, what he wants to do. He makes it clear. He, this is, he's quoting an Old Testament passage right here, again in Romans. Matter of fact, it's quoted a few times in the New Testament. So we see, we know that this is important. Never take revenge. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. Let's look at what happened. After Abigail had stopped David from killing her husband, let's look at what happened after this. I had stopped the story right there. 1 Samuel 25, 26 and 39, it says, When Abigail arrived home, she found that Nabal was throwing a big party and was celebrating like a king. He was very drunk, so she didn't tell him anything about her meeting with David until dawn the next day. In the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him what had happened. As a result, he had a stroke and he lay paralyzed on his bed like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck him and he died. The Lord took care of it. And when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise the Lord who has avenged, listen to this word, the insult I received from Nabal and has kept me from doing it myself. Nabal has received the punishment for his sin. You remember 1 Peter 3, 9, when it says, don't repay evil for, don't repay an insult back? David used that same word. The Lord took vengeance and it's cool because again he said he kept me from doing it he sent Abigail so I didn't have to do it and guess what it kept me from being you know having blood on my hands literally and the Lord took care of it 10 days later the Bible says I guess 11 because it was the next day that said 10 days from there and the Lord took care of it and, and, and David's like man that's you know what I don't have this blemish on my record I don't have this hard heart I gave it to the Lord And he took care of it. He prevented me from doing it, and he took care of it. When someone hurts us, we can wash our hands of the matter and trust that the Lord will take care of it. Once again, it's a kingdom principle that's operating throughout the earth, and you can't get around it. 
you will reap what you sow. The person that has hurt you, that has offended you, that has lied about you, that has stole from you, that has betrayed you, they will reap what they sow. You have to know that. The Bible says, do not be mocked. I mean, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Like, it's not going to, God's not going to reverse it. Nobody, no matter who you are, how much money you have, or how good you are, can reverse the, 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 the principle of reaping and sowing. So listen, this is releases us. It protects us from, from our hearts getting hard. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know where you at tonight. I don't know right now. You, you might be thinking of a matter of a person of something that's happened or has been happened. It may be an ongoing thing. It might not be one thing. Like David saw, it was an ongoing pursuit. It started in the palace, continued in his own house, and continued on throughout all kind of towns and wilderness and caves and all over. It was an ongoing pursuit. But David kept his heart right. David realized, you know what? The Lord has kept me. And like I said, in chronological order, first time he spared his life, and then he realized that he was going to kill Nabal. The Lord stopped him. So I think he learned a valuable lesson in between. And the second time, it was even easier again to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a kill Saul. I'm not going to pay back evil for evil. And, and, and I think that was one another reason, just confirmation of David being the man of God, a man after God's own heart, that ended up being the king of Israel. In closing, not only was it 1 Peter 3.9 lived out in David's life, but it was lived out to perfection in the life of Jesus. Right? He was mocked. He was lied about. He was falsely accused. They said he had a demon or had demons. They, they said all kind of stuff about him. He was beaten. He was tortured. Ultimately, he was crucified. And what did he do? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. After everything that they did to Jesus, he asked his father to forgive them. Can you stand with me, please? We've got a few minutes. Why don't we do a little self-examination? Why don't you bow with me, close your eyes, just get before the Lord right where you are. As I've been talking tonight, maybe you've, you've thought about a person or maybe a group of people, maybe an offense, a hurt, an allegation, Something that has happened in your life or maybe something that is continuing to go on in your life that has deeply offended you, deeply irritated you, has gotten you angry, has gotten you frustrated. You've already maybe plotted how you can get this person back. I want you to begin to ask the Lord to change your heart. First of all, if there's anybody in here like that, I want you to just repent. Repent and ask the Lord to forgive you. Maybe you've already paid back that person with, with evil and, and tried to get them back and hurt them and whatever. If you've done that, come on, let's pray right now and ask the Lord to forgive us. Can I get some, some, a musician up here, just some music in the, in the back, please? Just ask the Lord to forgive you. Lord, I, I pray that you would forgive me for, for, for the, the sin that I've either carried out or maybe the sin in my heart. Maybe the intention to want to carry it out. Father, I pray that you'd forgive me. Let's pray. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for, for the way that I've acted, the way I've reacted to people when they've hurt me, when they, when they have, have lied about me, when they've slandered me, when they've tongue-lashed me, like, like the Bible says. Lord, I pray that you please forgive me. Please have mercy on me. Please help me. 
Now maybe there's somebody in your life that that has hurt you and you haven't done anything yet, but you've been contemplating how you're going to deal with it. I want to encourage you. Repay them with good. Repay them with a blessing. Pray for them. Love on them. Ask God to give you compassion. If you have somebody or a group of people in your mind right now, right now begin to ask the Lord to give you compassion for them. Father, I pray you give me compassion for the people that have hurt me, that are hurting me, that are slandering me, that are trying to ruin me, that are trying to destroy me. Lord, give me compassion. Help me to love on those people. Help me to bless those people. In Jesus' name. Come on, ask the Lord to show you whoever that is and to begin to soften your heart. Come on, we got to keep our hearts right. As David, be a man or woman after God's own heart and that our heart's right. If there's anyone you need to forgive, ask the Lord to, to just give you grace to forgive them. To forgive them and to release them just as Jesus did. And to give it to the Lord. Now just ask the Lord. Just surrender. Surrender. He, the, the, the vengeance is the Lord's and he will repay. Come on, just surrender that person. Surrender those people to the Lord now. Give them to the Lord. No matter how much they've hurt you, how long they've hurt you, what they've done or how many times they've done it. Come on, release them to the Lord right now. Ask the Lord. Just give them. Cast them. He says, cast every care on him because he cares for you. Come on, give it to the Lord right now. Just lay it down at his feet. Surrender them. Release them. You'll be lighter. Your hands will be clean. Your heart will be clean and soft. You won't have that blemish against you. Lord, I pray in, in all of these that you help us to do this tonight. Lord God, we know that we can walk out of here tonight before this night's over and someone could, could hurt us, could offend us, can cut us, can try to slander us tomorrow the days to come we know it's going to happen lord i pray Lord, as your word commands help us to like never retaliate evil with evil to pay back evil with good and a blessing that we pay them back the way that you want us to give us the grace and the strength to do this in jesus name now before we leave whatever head bowed and every eye closed still as we said jesus was mocked was beaten was crucified for us for our sins and he didn't pay us back with anger or with wrath, but he's paying, he paid us back with open arms. He did it for us that we can be right, that we can be saved, that we can be in right standing with him on earth and in eternity. If, if, if you're here tonight, you say, you know what, Brandon, I don't know if I'm right with God. I don't know if, if, if I'm in a right relationship or right standing. I need to give my heart to Christ. I need to give my life to Christ. I need to get right. Maybe you've known the Lord before, but you've slid away. You've fallen away. And you say, man, I need to come back to him tonight. If that's you, I just want to slip up your hand. Slip up your hand. I just want to pray for you before we leave tonight. If that's you, and you know, say, you know what? I need to get right with the Lord tonight. I need to give my life to Christ. I want to make sure that I'm right that my heart's right with him, that my soul's right, that if I die tonight, that I would be eternity in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, Father, we thank you tonight for what you've done in this place, what you've done in our hearts, and what you're going to do in our lives from this night forward. I pray your blessing upon these as they go. Protect them, watch over them and their families as they go. It's in Jesus' wonderful and mighty name we pray. Amen.